Russia and Germany emerge as great powers. When will they join themselves together? This is the Bible in the News with David Billington. Ezekiel chapter 38 is a prophecy pointing to a future invasion of Israel, the time of Israel's deliverance and ultimate elevation. In the prophecy of Ezekiel 38, there are two clearly defined groups of nations. Invading from the far north is Gog of the land of Magog, prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, revised version. Confederate with Rosh, also, are Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, Gomer, and all his bands in the house of Tagarma. All the nations listed, aside from Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya, are sons of Japheth. According to Josephus, it was the sons of Japheth that populated Europe and Russia. A critical examination of these names produces much evidence that these nations listed comprise most of mainland Europe and Russia today. Another group of nations described is Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish. Sheba and Dedan can be identified with the nations in the area of the Arabian Peninsula, the merchants of Tarshish with the western trading nations who follow the maritime business traditions of ancient Tyre. We have looked at these in detail on other occasions, on Bible in the News and in the Bible magazine. The timing of the outworking of this prophecy is quite detailed. It is after many days, in the latter years or latter days, verses 8 and 16. The invasion takes place when the Jewish people have been gathered out of many people, back to the mountains of Israel, which have been waste for a long period of time, but are now inhabited, verses 8 and 12. At this time, Israel dwells in relative safety and experiences prosperity, verses 8 and 11 to 15. In fact, there is something worth spoiling, something that can be carried away, which the invader comes for. The timing of this prophecy is quite precise, and we can see that it fits incredibly with the world situation, and in particular Israel's situation today. Ezekiel 38 verses 4, 9, and 15 describe the army of Gog. When one reads these verses, the saying, armed to the teeth, may aptly come to mind. In the words of the prophet, a mighty army. We would therefore look for Russia to arm herself to the teeth. Ezekiel 38 verse 17 informs us that many of the other Hebrew prophets have spoken about this event as well. This should encourage us to compare scripture with scripture, placing the puzzle pieces together to create a more complete picture. There are many other prophecies such as Joel 3, Zechariah in particular chapters 12 to 14. Zechariah 6 has an interesting little prophecy depicting two mountains of brass that aligns nicely with Daniel 11. In Daniel 11, the king of the north and the king of the south are described. They are like the two mountains of brass in Zechariah's vision. Of course, this also fits well with Ezekiel 38 in regards to the two groupings of nations that we have already described. It shows us that these two groupings of nations are in opposition to each other. Over the last couple of weeks, there has been growing demonstrations in Libya, which are now bordering on civil war. In Ezekiel 38, Libya is on the side of the Russian-led coalition. We will watch events unfold in Libya with interest and look for events that could lead to her aligning herself more closely with Russia. 
Libya is an oil-rich country, and Russia will be watching events very closely there. What are the global effects of the unrest in the Middle East? The National Post Business Insider had this to say: "Guess who's loving the crisis in the Middle East? The big losers from the Middle East crisis are obvious: anyone who relies on cheap oil. As for the winners, well, typically the big winners in an oil spike are the Middle East dictatorships. Obviously, that doesn't apply today. So who's left?" Surprise! Russia is the number one oil-producing country in the world. So Russia is clearly benefiting from the current unrest in the Middle East. The Kremlin may spend some of this money on the 650 billion rearmament program she ordered last week. The rearmament program was reported on Yahoo News in an article with the heading, "Who has the fastest warplane?" Russia tests another supersonic T-50 fighter. The article opens with this summary paragraph: Russia successfully tested a second prototype of its revolutionary new fifth-generation fighter plane Thursday, a futuristic, ultra-fast, and stealthy warbird that may be in the possession of the Russian Air Force by 2013. The article also says this is a unique achievement for post-Soviet Russia. And we're leaving Europe, China, and Japan far behind in the race to build a fifth-generation fighter," says Alexander Kramchikin, an expert with the Independent Institute of Political and Military Analysis. This puts Russia at the top level in military development and even higher. Finally, even skeptics say Russia's or Thursday's successful rollout of another T-50 prototype shows that Russia is bouncing back as a leading military power. Finally, in the roundup for this week's Bible in the News, a few words about Germany, a leader in the Ezekiel 38 Northern Confederacy. Time magazine this week has a feature article with the title "How Germany Became the China of Europe." Some interesting snippets from the article are: Germany's revival has reversed its role in Europe. While Spain, Ireland, and other former eurozone high flyers tumble into debt crises, victims of excessive exuberance and risky policies, a steady but reformed Germany has emerged as Europe's dominant economic power. In many respects, Germany's role. In the world economy is similar to China's. Both are manufacturing monsters that are bringing instability as well as benefits to the world. Because of its export machine, Germany, like China, runs up a humongous current account surplus, while its less competitive neighbors, like Spain, have fallen into deep deficits. Germany is like China in some respects. However, as the article points out, Germany is known. For its manufacturing and engineering prowess, its products are known for quality, and many people are willing to pay the extra for manufactured in Germany, whether it be BMW cars or still chainsaws. This week, we have seen Russia emerging as a leading military power, spending billions on arms and developing products that will challenge the United States for performance at a much cheaper price. Russia will continue to benefit financially so long as oil prices remain higher. While America is a debt-ridden in a debt-ridden decline, 
Russia is gaining strength. This week, we have also commented on Germany, who is emerging as Europe's dominant economic power, a manufacturing giant of quality products. We expect from the Bible, from Bible prophecy that these two powers will come together. There is com- currently a very strong push for this by the Vatican, with a program called Consecration Now. In their words, the purpose of Consecration Now is to create a groundswell of support for the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. There is a Consecration Now conference planned to take place on May 9th to 13th in Rome. We can certainly see why Daniel, when describing the image to Nebuchadnezzar, said that the form thereof was terrible. An alignment of Russia and Germany would create a great and fearful power, with the financial and technical ability to produce armaments of a superior kind. Motivated by apostate Christendom and age-old anti-Semitism, the form would be terrible. Yet all this will come to naught, and this great confederacy will meet its end on the mountains of Israel, and Yahweh will be magnified. Thanks for joining us. Return every week, God willing, to www.bibleinthenews.com as we consider world events in the light of Bible prophecy.